What's going on, guys? Here at the wrestling room with Coach Goodale and I got Coach uh, got Todd Frazier coming on in a little bit. Uh, excited to be back here with you guys Friday at noon. Still locked up in quarantine, but still attacking it. Coach Goodale, how you doing over there in Tom's River? I'm doing good, man. I'm fired up for today's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, we're back by popular demand, and I guess we had a lot of people stop their world a little bit last week, listening to us, got some of their questions answered, got a text and emails they wanted us back so here we are we're going to bring on uh, Todd Frazier as our special guest and that should be fun man he's a local guy but obviously a, a huge Rutgers baseball player and a Rutgers fan a sports fan a wrestling fan a, a basketball fan you could always see him courtside uh, believe it or not we'll get into it I'm sure but he was at our first Big Ten duel against Iowa I don't know if you remember but he was the the night you beat Jeva he was the team captain for that match that's pretty so, cool. Uh, I got that posted yeah. in my basement. I, I yeah, so that's, that's a pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, we want the fans to keep coming on. We'll do. We'll go for about ten minutes with Anthony and I answer some questions. Just a reminder: uh, you can all come on just by watching the show, or you, there's the the fan cred app by pressing the green button. There's a fan line button at the bottom right of your screen if you want to jump on and join us, have your face on here, or if you just want to ask questions, that's all good too. But why don't we start, Ant, with because uh, we got some time before Frazier jumps on. Why don't we start with what's going on with the trials? I guess there's been some updates that you just really informed me of. So why don't we uh, start with that? Let the fans know what's going on with the U.S. Olympic trials. Yeah, well, well, every every Monday we get a call. Uh, national team, the na U.S. national team freestyle has a call. The thirty guys, three guys per weight class, uh, ten weights, get on a call with the coaches and different designated. Um, guys that are directors of USA Wrestling or whatnot, and they're just discussing the situation every week, week by week, what they're doing with trials, what they plan on doing with the last chance Olympic qualifier, different uh, – Pan Ams is the only regional tournament that got to wrestle. All the other ones got postponed for now, so they talk about that too. And uh, what they're talking about recently is just trying to postpone everything since the Olympics got set back a whole year, trying to – keep that same kind of timeline with the Olympic trials, push it back a whole year. But the only conflict that they saw right now is that it falls on Easter weekend next year. So they're thinking about whether it's going to be before that or after that right now. And the, there's no set date and they don't know if they're going to be able to get the same venue, but they're trying to keep things uh, very optimistic right now and go week by week until they can figure out what they could do and what they could plan. Would the trials remain in state college at Penn state or would that venue change or you don't know that yet? I think they want to do that. It make, They sound like that. They want to do that. But I think it's also going to depend. They also make it seem like they want to do it safe. If they're going to be able to have spectators or not, they're not really sure. So uh, it's really it's really day by day with that kind of situation. They still don't they don't know how many people they're going to be able to gather to watch the trial. So that's that's going to wow, that's a that's a year away. If, they, if we're still dealing with this. I'm sure we'll always be dealing with it, but a year away and we still can't have spectators. That's a whole nother, it's kind of a whole nother problem, right? Right. I, I mean, you got to think sports is going to change a little bit from this. Are people going to want to take that risk to go? How long is it going to take to just open it back up? Yeah. We were sitting around the dinner table last night. We did a family bet, a family pool. What is the first event, whether it be a concert, whether it be a, uh, a sporting event, whether it be anything that will attract, you know, a sold out crowd again. What do you think that first event and when is it? And of course I said, September, 
college football will be the first event. I don't think there'll be any concerts or anything like that. So, I mean, well, what is your thought? If you had to get in on this bet, what would you think? It's a good bet, right? What is what is the NFL speculation? Are they saying they're going to start their season on time? Yeah, they don't want they, – yeah, of course. That's a huge moneymaker. I'm sure they want to, you know. Sold out, I would say maybe uh, either like a, a high-level college football game, like top five game, top ten game. I'd say – Yeah, so you think a sporting event. I agree with you. I agree. That'll be the first one. Probably in September. But, again, just speculation. Look at this. We got Mike from Cedar Grove, New Jersey's backstage. Why don't we put him through, see what he's got for us, take a couple questions from him. You guys want to plug him through? There we go. What's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? I'm fine. I'm new to this app, so uh, if I screw it up. Excuse me. You look good, man. It makes you look good. You're doing good. Coach, I hear you fine. Anthony's uh, audio is a little uh, um, gassed. He's not doing well with his audio. It's a little Um, choppy? Yeah. Well, I can't hear it at all, but I hear you fine. So I'll ask you a few questions, Anthony. Uh, Coach, when are coaches in D1 allowed to talk to graduate transfers? Is it after graduation day? No, they would have to do one year in residency, and then that year you can recruit them like he would be a high school athlete. Got it. Does that make sense? So if they're going to a two-year junior college after their first year is done, then you could start recruiting them as if he were a high school senior. But say Johnny Sebastian last year when he graduated from Northwestern. Oh, a graduate transfer. Yes, yes. Oh, Okay. Uh, I, I think at this point they would have to a graduate transfer would have to go into the portal, and once they're in the portal is when you're able to speak with them. That makes sense. I'm sorry, I thought you meant a junior college transfer. Yeah. I apologize for that. Oh. Oh. Uh, my second question is: I see that Carrie Colat just took the Navy job. He's a Lock Haven grad. You are a Lock Haven grad. Were you guys there at the same time? He came in his redshirt year when he transferred from Penn State. He redshirted with us one year while I, that was my senior year. So I was with him for a year. What was it like wrestling with him? Because he was a high school phenom, went yep. to Penn State, and then transferred to Lock Haven, where he had his success becoming a national champ. He seemed it like a pretty intense dude. Very difficult wrestling with him. Very, very difficult. And then we were getting ready for one of our biggest matches in program history. We're going to wrestle Penn State. Uh, and We've never beaten Penn State, and he would go back and forth and work out with the Penn State teams. Uh, Sanchiro Abe was his workout partner, so there was a you know a, an agreement that he could go back and forth and kind of train to help himself in his redshirt year. So the week before I wrestled Glenn Pritzloff, he was working out with him, and he was like, "Goody, you should be able to beat him. I'm killing him in practice." And I was like, "Well, Carrie, you're a little bit different animal than I am." So. Even though he might have been lighter at that point, he was still heavy because he was red shirt and he was so darn good. And I actually was on a call this morning and we talked quite a bit about his work ethic and how he trained. And uh, he was special. There's no doubt about it. Probably one of the best kids I've ever really worked out with. His his interview with that um, special they did on Flow Video uh, with his yep. uh, career is is pretty pretty interesting. Anthony, no doubt can, about it. can Anthony hear me? Yeah, Mike, can you hear me well? No, I can't hear him, but I see his lips moving. So I'll ask you the question, and then hopefully uh, the other fans listening can can hear you. Um, Anthony, weighing in for 
an international event or even a USA wrestling tournament like the Olympic trials coming up or a two day event? How is that different than the weigh-in process for an NCAA tournament? Um, not much different these days. It used to be, oh, he's gone, but it used to be. Oh, that's right. He could probably hear you now better. It used to be weigh-in uh, night before and you wrestle 24 hours later almost um, uh, for, or it'd be night before you wrestle the next morning. So I guess like, more like 12, 15 hours later, you wrestle for USA Wrestling Freestyle Greco. Now it's a two-hour weigh-in. So you just weigh in two hours before, just like a college tournament. Uh, it's a very similar process. You have to weigh in with a singlet on in freestyle and Greco, which is probably the only difference. So that adds probably four-tenths that you wouldn't have to have. Um, I mean, you could take your underwear off under the singlet, so it's like you don't have your underwear on anyway, so. It's still like four – I'd say it's four extra tenths you're putting on with a singlet, but not much of a difference other than that. You go through a similar skin check, you step on the scale, and you wrestle two hours later. Yeah, that's uh, – those days – and you got to take weight like twice, right? Like if it's a two-day event, you're doing it both days, which kind of makes it harder. You got to kind of control it. What do you get? You get two kilos for that, Ant? No, I think it's scratch weight. I never – I haven't even had to do a tournament yet because – well, I did yeah. I did trials at 70 kilograms, and that was pretty easy to make 154, so I didn't even have to think about it. Um, there was no allowance. It's scratch weight both days. One more question I have for you because I'm curious if you heard anything about it because uh, you obviously are getting more information from USA Wrestling than I am. And then we have Frazier who's going to jump on with us. But is there any talk this year, if possible, there being a world championship? So – allow you to wrestle at 70 kilograms if you are a guy. Uh, is there talk of that or no? There is, there's murmurs of it, but there's no no definite of anything yet. So, yeah. And yeah. then I'm sure you'd have to have an event for that, right? Like a, They're going to have to have like separate trials for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think if things clear up by like July, it's definitely a possibility because the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to change the Olympics earlier. Um, sure. I get it. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, man, we got our guy Frazier backstage. This should be good. Yeah. I know this is, this is huge for a lot of the Rutgers fans and there's a lot of alum and a lot of donors, uh, that are chiming in today and certainly probably want to hear from Frazier. So we'll bring him in. Yo, what's up, what's what's up man? Dude, who's doing your hair? You can't get a haircut in Tom's River. How are you doing? <laughs> hey, listen, I got some magic over here, man. I, I, I can't give you my secrets just yet. Sorry. Good, man. That's <laughs> awesome. I don't know I don't know if you and Anthony have formally met before, but uh, clearly two huge personas in the Rutgers, in the Rutgers world. Uh, so I'm glad you two are on this together, man. This is pretty sweet. I know we got – I was telling Ant, we got a ton of donors and alum that are tuning in today. Uh and anytime they get to hear you talk, that's probably a pretty big deal. So we're excited to have you on, man. No, I appreciate it. This is uh, these things are are needed right now, man. And uh, I met Anthony a couple times, man. He showed me some love at a basketball game. Yeah. Uh, I, every anytime I see a wrestler or coach, I feel like I want to scrap with him right away. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I feel like I can mess with him, but Anthony, I, I'm gonna stay away from. So uh, I give him some dabs, and then that's it. So we're good. Yeah. It's, it's cool to have you on here. Todd, I mean, I heard about you first. I was working for uh, Rutgers Maintenance. I don't know if you've ever done that job when you were at Rutgers. Okay. But, uh, one of my bosses, Ray, was talking like a legend story about you. I don't know if it's even true. <laughs> he was saying, like, your senior year, you were, like, talking to the maintenance guys, pointing them out. You're like, 
yo, I'm gonna hit a home run right field for you. And then <laughs> home run. Listen, the legend's true, man. I would always try it's crazy. it's crazy that they remember that stuff because some some days you weren't feeling, you know, just like in sports, you're not feeling right. So I, I'd try to make something up so I'd have a goal now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you ask some of the guys, I'd tell them I'm hitting a homer today, and usually I do. So if my mind says all of a sudden, all right, I got to do something special today, and next thing you know, whether it's telling the maintenance guy, I know Ray real well, I used to tell him stuff all the time. So uh, hopefully one out of ten would come true. You know, in baseball, you're going to fail when you succeed. So one, one out of ten will take. Ray, Ray's funny, man. Well, he was still holding on to those memories, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, I, I would make some crazy ass <laughs> remarks. Excuse my language, but yeah, it's good. No, it's good. And it's next good. thing you know, it would happen. So uh, we'll keep that legend going, baby. Yeah. Just, just real quick, not to kill you with it, and I, I told you I wouldn't bore you with it, but I'm, I'm sure you're tired of hearing, uh, tired of hearing, or even talking about it. But where is Major League Baseball at with everything, and are there any plans, things like that? Well, what's going on with that? Yeah, um, they're they're trying to come up with a lot of ideas. I heard you guys talking about, you know, what the first sporting event would be. I was watching you guys earlier, and I think it's going to be baseball, if you want the truth. Um, just because um, with the ideas they're coming up with. I just read an article about having two divisions, um, you know, one separately in Florida and one separately in Arizona, and then making up different divisions like the Yankees and the Phillies would be in the same division. I think that'd be pro- pretty cool, you know what I mean? So, like, whatever, whoever's closest would have that division, and then you go from there. I think we're in a division with the Brewers they have written down, but uh, they're, they're trying a lot of different things. But with the CDC and Major League Baseball and the Union, um, yeah, sorry, my kids are in the background screaming. Are you, gonna okay. hear um, you know, they're, they're trying to come up with something, but I think everything's premature right now. But for us, I, I think they're really trying to get it because we're we're the biggest, uh, you know, uh, league with the most games, I should say, 162 a year. So we have a lot of leeway of saying, all right, let's play 80 games and then play doubleheaders on Saturday um, to try and make at least 100 games and go from there. But we'll, we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, I told guys, guys, like, when are you going to play with blah, blah, blah? I said, listen, every game is going to be a playoff game, which should be pretty cool once we do start playing. Because you go on a ten game losing streak, next thing you know, you're out of the, you're out of it already. So we're out of it, yeah. That's yeah. why it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch for fans, and you know, eventually, uh, once we get fans in the stands too, as well. And I'm sure people just want to play right now. I mean, it'll yeah. be different. All the traditions of the the leagues and everything thrown out the window. This is a certain situation. That I'm sure guys just want to get on the field and play. Yeah, a hundred percent. But they also want to be in healthy, and they want to healthy. Be, sure, yeah. Yeah, they want to make sure that there's no problems because you you figure, you know, say we have a, they make it thirty men are allowed to be in the games. You got staff, you got trainers, you got um, people that are working around. So say you, it's going to be two thousand twenty five hundred people going to Arizona, then the same thing going to Florida. You know, that one bad apple spoils a bunch with the with the virus. So it's like. You know, at the end of the day, you, you really have to be 100% certain that we're going to be all right. And, you know, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. I got to uh, – I'm sure Ann has a couple questions, but I got one. So when Ashnault decides to come to Rutgers, it's like, you know, for me and our program, it changes everything, right? We're getting yeah. the best kid, the blue chip kid, the number one kid in the country. For us, it changes everything. Can you take me back to your – your senior year, or maybe you decided before, I'm sure professional baseball was clearly an option for you. Mm-hmm. What was it like committing to 
Rutgers? What was the state of Rutgers baseball at that time? Was it a big deal or was it a big deal just you not going pro, deciding to go college and what kind of led up to all that? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question <clears throat> because I, I looked at four different schools. I looked at North Carolina, Clemson, um, Florida Atlantic, and then Rutgers. And I knew Rutgers was always was always here. I said, I, I always pointed myself, I said, if they're going to get above here, um, I'm going. And it came down to Clemson and Rutgers. And um, it was basically Freddie Hill at the end of the day because he would, he would call me consistently, but every time, like, hey, Moose, how you doing? You make a decision. You know, that old school mentality. <laughs> he wasn't, no, he wasn't trying to butter me up or anything. Man, I can't do that right now. I no, can't do that to these kids nowadays. No. And you know what? I love every second about it because I would tell my dad, I'm like, dude, my dad, is this how this guy's going to be? Like, it kind of worried me a little bit. And then it kind of was like, I kind of like this kind of, you know, no baloney, you know, cut right to the point because everybody was always trying to butter me up and, you know, for me, you know, staying in New Jersey was a big factor too as well because, you know, I got family. What's up, bud? I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. Hold on. And uh, <laughs> that's my littlest one. He's 16 months just screaming. Uh, but, yeah, it came down to that. And I said, listen, do they want this guy from, from South Jersey coming down to Clemson? They had five other infielders going to be there. They said, you know, this, this guy's coming down from Jersey. We're not going to give him any credit. So, it came down to that, but Fred Hill was basically the bottom line for me, and I knew uh, I wasn't going to be a high pick in, in the draft out of high school. So I made that decision real easy, and the state of baseball was pretty good. My brother Jeff just signed a deal to play for the Detroit Tigers. They're coming off a really good season, and then, uh, you know, we had a good squad. And then three years later, we won the Big East tournament. We had an awesome team, good, good group of juniors and seniors. Uh, Casey Gaynor, as you know, was one of the pitchers on the team, and uh, – we went from there, but it was it was, the, it was the, one of the biggest decisions I, I made and one of the best decisions I've ever made to stay at home, for sure. Anthony, you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I was curious in the state of the same – similar, but uh, the state of Rutgers when you were – when you were committed once you got here as a freshman, what was uh, – what was Rutgers sort of like? Was the baseball – you were training at the rack, but I can't imagine Livingston having much more than the rack, maybe the quads, like – I, I, I'll give you a good example. We uh, we didn't have the turf field as we have now. We had the turf field my junior year. So what we where we would practice, in, which is pretty funny, I tell these guys in professional baseball, they're like, oh, man, Jersey, what the heck are you going to do there? It's 30 degrees. I'm like, exactly. So we're in the street in the parking lot where, where the rack is, and uh, the, the pitchers would line up as the, out, as the wall, the outfield wall, We'd use yellow sponge balls with dots on them because if you use the real balls, they'll get scuffed up. And, yeah. and Freddie Hill, we wouldn't want Hey, Moose, listen, we're using the yellow balls. I don't care how far they go and what they do. You know how his voice was. And, um, you know, we're cranking balls on the street. They're bouncing like golf balls hitting the street, and pitchers are going 100 yards to catch them. And it, it made it fun, but it also made the people would get hurt. Because it's un, uneven playing fields when you hit ground balls and you get one in, in the midsection or off your chin. And, and that kind of stuff at the end of the day makes you stronger to me. And, you know, all these professional fields down south, they, they have nothing to worry about, no weather. And uh, when we go down south and kick their butt, you know, it made it all that much better for me. Yeah, and you kind go, of, you go kind through of reminds those, us of college ave, right, Ant? Yeah, you go through those hard times. It, it makes the, the easier times uh, a lot more enjoyable. And, uh, you still you still carry that on your back every everywhere you go. You know you uh, you hold that on your chest that little grit the gritty. Well, 
without a doubt. You, you never forget where you came from and, and how hard you work to where you get, especially for you as well, an individual sport, you know, at the end of the day, how much are you going to put work in, whether it's on an uneven playing field or whether it's in snow, you know, you know, guys maybe down south, oh, it's, it's, it's 50 degrees, I'm not going out there. 50 degrees is us, it's like tropical weather, so we're going to work our butt off even more, so. Yeah, we've been getting some nice days here. I mean, it's only been 50, 60, but it's been perfect. It's been nicer. I say anything over 37, 38, I got a good chance out there. And people laugh at me. <laughs> so I think of, uh, Todd, where you come from, Tom's River South, and where Anthony comes from, South Plainfield, in like your respective sports. Tom's River South baseball is huge. Uh, it's a real, it's a, it's a piece of that community. South Plainfield wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably next to Jackson is the most popular thing, you know, there is in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just coming from those two programs, you could both touch on this. Was that a big deal? You know, I get to stay home and still see fans and see friends and see, and I know you're still in touch with guys that have watched you growing up to this day. So uh, that's gotta be pretty special, right? Yeah, I, it's, it's awesome. You know, here in, here in Tom's River, my family's still here. Uh, I'll still go to a couple local basketball games and, uh, check out the WOBM tournament and stuff like that. And uh, it's all that much more special for me, you know, going going into town and people saying, hey, you know, congrats, especially when I played for the Yankees and the Mets. I think it made it, you know, that much more special because I go to Manhattan Bagel or the local, uh, you know, get a pork roll, egg and cheese at the local store. And, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden they're like, yo, Fridge, what a, you know, a nice spot. Because I come home a, a lot, you know, during the season. Like, bro, what are you doing here? You got to get up. I said, listen, it's 10 in the morning, man. I'm hanging out with the kids. He goes, hey, listen, you know, they, they, they critique everything you do. And that's, that's the part I love about people and fans from New Jersey. They're going to critique everything, whether it's good or bad. Hey, what, why don't you swing at that curveball? I said, bud, why don't you get in the box and try a little bit and let me know. So <laughs> you can give it, they can give it, but most of them can, can take it too as well. So that, that's that, that grave assault that you love to explore with these guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel hey. I feel the same way, man. In South Plainfield, uh just like you got people giving you shit, like, talking smack to you, little little things like as a wrestler, especially you don't imagine I imagine going to the bagel pantry right now and someone being like, Don't you gotta make weight for something? I'm like, We're we're in quarantine. What do I gotta make weight for? Like, <laughs> exactly. You just gotta give the sass back and then it's like uh it's it's like matched and then it's respect immediately. So uh, right, definitely, right. definitely molded molded a lot of my personality as an adult. I'd say. Who were sure. uh, Frey? Who were some of the big uh, the big personas when you were at Rutgers? Who were you? You know, I know obviously the baseball program was really really good, but there had to be some athletes and some other and other sports that were doing some pretty big things. Yeah. Anybody off the top of your head that you were kind of around? Yeah, that that was the year um, when Rutgers uh, beat Louisville. Um, when they were oh, down, right. 20, I think they were down 20 at half. And uh, I, I remember like it was yesterday when they came back. Uh, I was good friends actually with a, a lineman. He was in our dorm my freshman year. His name was Ron Green. Guy was like 350, just massive, bro. Just funny as all hell. Um, but, you know, that that's when we had that big comeback with Mike Teal. And um, I remember just that, I mean, people were hugging. I was hugging people I had never known before. I felt like the world was it was coming to an end, and then it wasn't. And uh, I, I was at that game. Anthony, weren't you at that game? Yeah, I was at that game. I still so was. I. How old were you, Anthony? Like six years old? <laughs> I was probably like eight. 
Hey, I'll give you a funny story. I remember when we jumped onto the field. So everybody's jumping on. Um, uh, so I'm coming. I see down below somebody's like head and shoulders is caught on the fence, and people are stepping over them. I'll never forget. The guy's like, help me! Help me! I'm like, oh, I said, screw this! I jumped right over him again. He's like, oh, he's yelling at me. I'll never forget it for as long as I live. Yeah. I hope that guy's okay, but it was just – it was crazy after that game. It was nuts. Yeah, I was so young. My I remember my dad having the same fear for me. He was, like, squeezing me like I got in trouble. He was squeezing me so hard. But I was, I was still pumped to get on the field. I, I just remember the him missing the field goal and then the, the flag. I was – it was, like, like what you said, like, oh, like, oh, oh we got another chance. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But – so yeah. some of the some of the bigger things that have happened with you, man, that stand out to really all of us just being sports fan. Me, I'm such and just like you and Rankin, we're we're high school junkies, no matter where we're at, what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, like you winning the Sullivan Award, that's a big deal at the Jersey Shore. That's a mm-hmm. and that's an award that goes to the best athlete at the shore. And Frage and Kevin Malist won that. And I'm sure he'll come on and want to yeah. talk about that. Oh, but Jesus. that had to be a big deal. I'm sure uh, obviously the Little League World Series was was awesome and we all followed that especially in this town and then of course the home run derby man just touch on some of those things yeah just i've been very fortunate i've been i've been given really good opportunities to to dominate my sport and uh, you know i got to give credit to my teammates first because if they don't get on base i can't drive these guys in or, or you know i'd have solo home runs for the rest of my life you know it first started in Little League with Mike Gaynor. Um, you know, he primed everybody in 95, and my brother Jeff and his son Colin went to the Little League World Series. And when I was nine, I said, in three years, I said, I had two really good friends, and Joe Franciscini and RJ Johansson said, this is where we're going to be. And we won every tournament, and then we got to 12 years old, and we ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, uh, if I could relive that again, that would be one sports moment for sure. And then when I went to high school, Ken Frank, I mean, everybody knows about him. He's closing in on uh, a thousand wins in his career in high school. Is his forty-first season. I feel, you know, with the pandemic, I feel for guys like that, you know, who's who are getting older and um, who 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 prime to make all these young kids into no, not only athletes but into men. And then, you know, Freddie Hill, we won the Big East, and um, you know, I think the biggest thing last year getting inducted into the New Jersey Hall of Fame, Sports Hall of Fame, was a big one, and then in the Rutgers Hall of Fame. So. At the end of the day, I mean, two big things, knowing that you made an impact, you know, not only on your state, but your university as well. Uh, it means a lot. So those are two things that are in my man cave right now, just hanging out. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so many, so many awesome, awesome. And you're going to be getting all those accolades as well, I'm sure. And is that something like you look at or you look forward to doing? Or is it just be where your feet are at, take it day by day, keep trying to chase Olympic gold and whatever happens afterwards, or is that something you kind of reflect on? I was kind of wondering how Todd views that. Uh, that was my question for him. Like for me, when I'm in the middle of still going for it, it's like, yeah. I, I want to celebrate the wins, but at the same time, it's like, it's a very quick ch- turnover to like onto the next big thing. It's like, I'm, I still feel like I'm in my prime, if not getting to my prime. So it's like, that's good to settle right now would be like a dagger in my heart. Um, but uh, at the same time, I I celebrate the wins. I got those plaques hanging up in my living room, and I won Pan Ams. I put that medal right when you walk in my house. I see it every day. So I definitely celebrate those wins and recognize them. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not done. I feel like, and I'm not settled. But 
I'll give you some advice real quick. They say in baseball, they say, act like you've been there before. I don't know if they say that in other sports. But you do something good, man, you can act like a kid. And I believe that without a doubt, you know, pumping up the crowd or, you know, those are things that I look on when I'm struggling. I go back, I call them feel goods. You know, I have videos of myself when, you know, it's five to eight minute long videos of showing me hitting a walk-off home or you down four with a minute left, coming back, getting the pin or, yeah. you know, turning a guy over. I, I believe wholeheartedly in that, showing emotion and getting fired up, at, you know, whether it's beating a kid that you weren't supposed to beat or, you know, beating a kid that you were, it's the same mindset. It's the same struggle you're going to have to go through and you got to do the same work every day. So if you put the grind in and show emotion, that means you've one, you care and two, that you earned it. So you can, you can show respect, but at the same time, show emotion as much as possible. And that's something I've always done. So. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's pretty cool. So I got, emotion, so. yeah, without a doubt. I got one more, one more question. And I want to hit you with a quick, a couple quick hitters uh, for really both of you. It'll be fun, but you are uh, our first duel in the big 10. I think we wrestled Iowa uh, January. I probably had to be seven years ago. What was it? Your freshman year, Ant? Was that 2015? Maybe. I don't know. But, Frage, I think you were the team captain that night. Yes. Right? You were a team captain on the floor. I, and, uh, I, I think it was that night. Was it Was it Anthony's first duel as a freshman? Or I mean, It was. Me and, me and uh, Iron Man, FB, were there, I think. We're sitting next to Yeah. Him. Yeah. And our first duel, we had you guys. So, cool. And I appreciate all your uh, – you know, these guys won Big Ten titles last year. I got a text from you guys right away. They won yeah. national titles. I got a text from you right away. That's pretty cool, man. You're still still following the school you went to, and we're fired yeah. up about it. So I yeah, certainly yeah. appreciate that. Oh, man, we appreciate you. You've you've put us on the map again, man, and that that's what we want, especially at Rutgers. I, I wish guys in Jersey would understand how big it is to stay at home and go to schools like Rutgers because – you know, Jersey gets that that tag again. Oh, you guys don't have a school name there. You know, it's not where's, where's New Jersey University. Well, it's it's Rutgers, and people are starting to notice that. You know, not only with wrestling too, but with basketball, and now you know, hopefully, baseball coming up strong at the end with the new with the new new coach. And um, you know, we're, we're we're coming straight along, slowly but surely. We appreciate you for sure. Yeah, good man, good. All right, a couple quick hitters for both of you. This will be fun, and we'll let you go. Get back to your family. All good. I know how important nor how no important that is. Uh, gun to your head, right? Is a gun to the head segment. For both right. of you. Biggest big shot in a big spot. You got a choice. You go Jordan or LeBron. Oh man, <laughs> I'm going Jordan all the way. I, I I I really don't understand why people think LeBron James is better than Jordan. I'll have that argument for hours. I, 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 it's sure. very confusing. I guess this these new millennial crowds think just LeBron James, but I mean Jordan. And nobody at sometimes, and he still dominated. So yeah. I go 100%. I wish I had, like, I wish I was into picking LeBron James after you spilled your heart with that, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pick, uh, yeah, I'm picking the GOAT, Jordan. Yeah, that's going to come out in a couple weeks, that that series. That's going to be really, really good. I can't so, wait. Um, 11-footer to win the Masters tournament. It's Masters weekend right now. 11-footer to win it. Tiger or Mickelson? Oh, Jesus. I, you know, I, I love Tiger Woods. You know, I was like a kid in the candy store when he won the Masters uh, last year. Um, I was rehabbing, actually, in uh, in Port St. Lucie, and I couldn't wait for the game to be over with. I'm like, I got to watch him. So I, I was I go Tiger Woods all day. I'm, go, I'm, going, I'm, a, I'm going with my lefty. 
Ooh, there you go, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We're big lefties, man. I love Phil. So uh, final drive. You got one quarterback, final drive. It's Montana or Brady. Where are you going? God, um, mm, I'm going, I'm going with Brady. Uh, I'll go with Tom. He's I, my favorite team, the Buccaneers. He's on my squad. So I, I can't go without him now. So Tom Brady. Yep. Tom Brady. I go Montana, but that's me. <laughs> all-time guy, bottom of the ninth, all-time guy. You can't use Ted Williams. I know you're a Sox fan. You can't go Ted oh. Williams. The guy you want up, bottom of the ninth in a big spot. Need a, you don't even need a home run, just a base knock. Oh, man. I'm going I'm going with Tony Gwynn. I'm going with Big Tony. Wow. Uh, the guy can hit any type of pitch. He's the, you know what? He's the first guy that came to my mind. And, you know, go with your gut. I'm going with Tony Gwynn for that slap single left to uh, left field for sure. Wow, that's awesome! And where are you going? I don't, I don't got a guy that comes to mind. Honestly, I'm like blank. But I go with my favorite player, Derek Jeter. Boom! Can't go wrong with him. I would go Donnie Mattingly, but that's me. <laughs> I would go with Donnie Baseball or something like that, or one in one of those characters. I love him. Who's the Who's the best player right now in the big leagues? I've always wanted to know that. I mean, oh god, that's real simple. Mike Trout, another Jersey okay. guy. He is just unbelievable. Um, it, it's sad because he plays in California. Not many people can watch him. Their games are on at 10 o'clock Eastern. I, I wish he didn't sign that contract. I told him I wish, but I said I, un I understood making $429 million. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Mike Trout. Last one, favorite spot, favorite hangout, uh, hot spot at the Jersey Shore. Oh, man. Uh I'm a big sawmill guy, man. I'm a big sawmill guy. I like their pizza. It's about the size of uh, size. I of had one pie. the other day. Oh, we I, rode our bikes there the other day and oh, had one. They make good, good sausage and pepper sandwiches. Uh, they make good uh, cheesesteaks. Uh, we go there every once in a while on a Sunday. You know, when when I'm home and uh, we dominate a whole pie there. Luckily, so I go sawmill. That's awesome. You know, now this is a quick fun fact here. The the state. Team wrestling championships are at the Rotaco Center. It's not called that anymore every yeah. year. And uh, South Plainfield for years has been in the finals and won, you know, the group three state title. Yeah. Between sessions, they win their semi. The whole team goes to the sawmill before the finals. That's awesome. Get that right, Ashlaw? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, that's funny. Like, I grew up, like, looking forward to sawmill because of, I get to go watch my brother or my cousin wrestle in the state in the States as a team. It was like celebratory pizza every time I went. So I love that. And then they, but that's for, pretty cool. For me, I, I don't want to be judged here, but right now I'd say my favorite hangout place would have to be like DJ's in Belmar or uh, or like Parker House or uh, maybe Leggett's in Manaswan right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good picks, man. You're an old soul a little bit. I like that. Yeah. Leggett's is a good spot. Yeah. Frage, man, I can't I can't thank you enough for coming on here, dude. It's been uh it's awesome to see you one. I'm glad you and your family are healthy and, and you safe too. down there. You know, we're pretty close. So we'll get together soon, but hopefully you're getting back to work here pretty quick. Yeah, coach, I got a one question for you, man. You ready for one or what? Yeah, absolutely. Let me give you a quick hit here. So what, besides Anthony, okay, you got one one wrestler that you need to win Olympic gold besides Anthony. Who's that guy that you're going to win that, that you are going to say, you know what? I have no doubt in my mind he's going to with this the last chance we got. He's the guy we need to get three points or four points to win this whole thing. Is it a Rutgers guy or you no, mean like anybody? anybody? 
Oh my God. Right now I would say, and I don't know if this will be real popular, Jaden Cox, okay. just because he's a world champ and how to, but he's going up in Snyder's weight. I don't even know if he's our guy, you know, they're going to have to wrestle off an Olympic champ and a world champ. I don't even know if he'll be our guy, but if I had one guy yeah. I, right now, I just think he's maybe the best guy in the world. Right. Ant? I mean, Jaden Cox is pretty good right now. He's tough to beat, man. He can't score yeah. on him. He's super athletic. I like him too. I had to put you on the spot one time. That's all. I love it. I appreciate <laughs> you, man. Thanks so much for coming on, right? Guys, it was a blast, man. Anytime. Yeah, thank you yep. for coming on, man. See you, buddy. See you now. Right. Yeah. Good, man. That was pretty cool, right? That was awesome, man. I'm I'm a huge fan. Look up to him as a Rutgers guy yeah. for sure. I just want to hear yeah. him talk, you know. It's one of those moments you just want to kind of let him go. That's... I know. I know. I could sit there and talk forever, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to take up too much of his time. I didn't know where he was at with it. I don't know where our fans are at with it. I'm getting questions still. Yeah, uh, you see, you hear a little bit, but he does. He seems like he's very level-headed with all that, which is awesome. Awesome, you know, like he's somebody I could tell you for sure because I've been with him a bunch that you love to hang out with. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a really, really good time, and he's so down to earth. He was coming to the. He was coming. We would do sh socials down the shore, and he would always show up. Man, he'd always show up and and support Rutgers wrestling. I just thought that was really, really cool. And he's gotten to be tighter with Edgar, which is, which is super. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, we so listen, let's, we got some people backstage. Yep. Uh, I'm sure they're going to want to ask some questions. So why don't we, I guess, Bill, you probably know this guy, Bill from South Plainfield, I'm assuming. Oh, is that going to be Billy? Mr. A? I don't know. Patrick, Patrick Burrow, is he on? I lost the comment section. There, there he is. Hey. Look at you, man. How we doing? We're doing good. We're busy. Crazy. Are you in the store right now? Yeah, we're uh, fully operational. Um, wow. There's a lot going on right now, so it's uh, it's a crazy time. We're taking precautions. Uh, I hate this thing. My sister-in-law over there. You see her? Sandy? Any Hi, guys. Together? Hey. hey, Sandy. How you doing? Yeah. That's good, man. We got a lot going on right now. I bet. I appreciate everything you're doing. I know it's got to be hard for sure. Yeah, yeah. So how you guys doing? We're doing good. We're doing good, man. We just had Frazier on. That was fun. Yeah, uh, watching him. He's, uh, and like he said, uh, you know, we followed him all through his career. Um, you know, when Anthony – Anthony was a good baseball player, believe it or not. And uh, I was going to tell him that. And we used to tailor a lot of the stuff that they were doing in Tom's River. That's what we wanted to do in South Plainfield back in the day. Yeah. That was a big deal. Tom's River baseball was, yeah. I mean, every year they went they went back to back World Series like two or three years in a row. Like that's unheard of. Yeah, we were we were going. We got to get there. We got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy too? Every twelve year old thinks that they're right. going to get there. Oh no, yeah, you know? 11, 12 year old. Like those are things that you really look forward to. You watch ESPN and you see those no. those twelve year olds. You want to you want to get there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's the man. So, so you guys. It's, uh, with everything that's going on now, where where where, where are you guys going? How how you doing your recruiting stuff and things like? Just everything's on phone. Everything's like this, like a Google Hangout or a Zoom. Uh, we're doing some virtual tours. You know, we showed some guys our facility through a through a tour that we bring on. Uh, Demarco really did a good job with with the weight room tour. So that's that's worked out. We're doing the best we can. I tell everybody though, it's a level playing field. You know, so everybody from Penn State to, to the small schools like Bloomsburg, right? We're all in the same from a recruiting standpoint, at least as far as being able to fly all over the country or have kids fly in from a budget standpoint, we're on a level playing field. So you hope 
you hope your relationships you built up until this point are strong enough and they believe in what you're doing and you just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys moved anything, uh, any of your services at the store? Uh, well, we have, you know, we do a lot of equipment and stuff. So, uh, Tommy, your cousin, your uncle, my other partner, it's, uh, it's crazy because a lot of these people have real special diseases. So we're doing what we can. You know, it's a crazy time. But everything is great. Your mom's down the shore. She's yeah. retired. So yeah. she's in Belmar right now. Well, next, <laughs> next to DJ. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God it's closed. So soon, soon enough, man, we'll be back in the red truck. We'll be down. We'll be out at the golf course. We'll be hanging out down the shore. So yeah, just stay safe. Keep yourself yeah. covered up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Self covered up, and then we'll, we'll we'll get with you pretty quickly here. Thanks. You guys look good, all shaved up. Thanks for calling. Yeah. What happened? Thanks for calling. Feel good. I knew what was <laughs> happening. Everybody's going to tell me I look younger. Exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> where's where, Where's your wife? I got to ask her. <laughs> she's uh she's actually out for a run. She's out for a run. She's doing all right though. I'm not driving her crazy, man. I know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, All right, man. Thanks for calling, Bob. Bill, we'll yep. talk to you. Yeah, for uh, for the listeners, maybe listening, he owns. Uh, he's a part owner with a pharmacy and pharmaceutical industry. Who they deliver a lot to hospice needs people uh, in the last couple of weeks or months of their lives. So it's very stressful time for them right now, and that's kind of the stuff he was touching on. But we got another fan in the back here, Goody. Do yeah, we do. Robert, New Jersey's backstage. So let's get Robert. Let's bring him in. This is working a lot better this week. Eh? It's pretty good. Yeah. We got about 20 minutes here and we'll see where we're at. You guys hear Make me? Make sure you guys. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Doc Haley. What's hey. up, man? Uh, it's good to get. I, I miss Rutgers. We got some Rutgers spirit going today. Yeah. And yeah. Great interview with. It's great, right? Great interview with Todd Frazier. A lot of Jersey pride. Yeah. Hey, Ann, yeah. I just had a quick. I got a quick question. Um, your weight class for the Olympics, did it qualify yet for the United States? And if not, what do you have to do for that? Yeah, no, it, it's the only weight class for United States that didn't qualify yet. And what what has to happen is America has to send a representative. There's Just like there, there's one last tournament to qualify for the United States trials called the last chance qualifier. There's the same thing for the Olympics called the last chance Olympic qualifier. And they postponed that since all this stuff is happening. It was supposed to happen uh, in the next coming weeks, right? Coming up. So it's got postponed and it, it's believed to be postponed a whole year from now. Um, since the Olympics got pushed back a whole year, the USA wrestling, the whole, the USA wrestling team that we're, uh, we're in, uh, that we're in conversations with, they're just thinking that it's all going to be pushed back a year right now. So that tournament will still happen. We'll still get a chance to qualify the weight class, but it's up to the United States to pick which guy gets to go represent. They only get to pick one guy to wrestle. So it could be, it could be anyone at the weight class. Um, my gut would tell me they're not going to pick Zane Rutherford again, since he didn't, he didn't get the job done. Um, so uh, it, I mean, maybe they'll have the trials first and try to have a trial to determine that, but Right now, I'm just taking it day by day and staying as most prepared as I can. Is it is there any talks about maybe adding another qualifier because of the situation? I was going to ask that too. 
No, no, there's not any talks of that. There's talk because they they've had the Pan American qualifier, um, but that's the only regional qualifier they've had across the whole whole globe. Um, and the other qualifiers, they're thinking about moving it all to one location and just having them. Um, their biggest concern is just making sure they have what they already had. Not they're not really trying to add anything else. They're just trying to get in what they had scheduled. Okay. Well, do what they got to do. Yeah. Hey guys, it's good seeing you. Hey, good you to too, Doc. Good. Appreciate you, man. Look forward to seeing right, we'll you. We'll see you soon, later. all right? Yeah. Stay well. Stay well. Yeah, you too. That guy keeps me right, man. My back feels better than ever right now. Yeah. Breaks me down a little bit. He does a good job with us. He comes in, treats our team. So, Doc Kelly's a good man. Yeah, he is. He's a good dude. And he, he really – he really wants to help, even if it's something he can. He's going to try. I know, and then he just—it's crazy too, because you see him on a Friday or Sunday in the stands, five rows deep, screaming at the ring. Yeah, it's good. We could just come. He could just come walk behind us and sit on the bench. But he decided he keeps his—I guess he's a season ticket holder, man, and he, he's super he into wrestling. Buddies, maybe they go hang out beforehand or something. Yeah, probably, probably. You guys listening? Uh, you can get on with Ant and myself too if you just download that fan cred app. Uh, press that green fan line button on air in the right hand corner. I think we got somebody, uh, somebody backstage yet. Yeah, I saw that. I don't get to see uh, the name. Kenny and Tom's River. Let's go backstage. Is it Theobald? Get him through. Got a lot of Tom's River on here today, man. Kenny, what's hey up, guys? Kenny, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good. How you doing? You wearing your Rucker stuff? I am. I'm, I'm going to a little represent today. Looking good. Yeah, dude. Should. Good, dude. Uh, I, I need some more gear, though. I'm running low. Man. Uh, <laughs> that's why he came on, man. That's, that's why he came on. I want to get a, a live commitment out of Goodell, giving me some gear. Yeah. <laughs> <I like it. laughs> we'll take care of you, buddy. So, but, uh, but yeah, guys, I, I actually wanted to ask uh, Goody a question a little bit more on uh, it's to two parts. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask one thing is uh, what do you think, Goodell, about like the high school wrestling season? Like what is it too long? Is it too short? Um, do you think there's too many dual matches? Should there be more tournaments? I want to hear your opinion on that. Um, and then depending on that opinion is what would you do to kind of fix it and, and put it to, you know, a little spice on it, change it up? I would, I would believe it or not when you're wrestling, Back in the day when I wrestled, you were only allowed to have 22 matches until the district tournament. So make winning 100 win, – having 100 wins was a huge deal. It's obviously no longer like that, right? These guys have like 180 wins. So what I would do is I'd get rid of all these tri-meets, quads. You're only allowed to have one a year, right? You don't – that. this is what I would do. I would short – maybe not so much short in the season, but short in the dates. There's way too much wrestling, competition. There's not enough – skill instruction. There's not enough practicing. Uh, it's all about some teams go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then a Saturday quad or Monday, Wednesday, Saturday quad. It's nothing but weighing in and wrestling. And, and there's not enough to me, there's not enough instruction. I would get back to the big Friday night matches, you know, and, and scheduling outside of your conference. Uh, like, and I just, again, I'll use Jackson. We would wrestle Paulsboro. We would wrestle High Point. We would wrestle Phillipsburg just to make it wrestling really, really interesting. And it wasn't always about getting a million matches. It was just about getting some really quality matches to make it make the sport in your school community really, really fun. 
So that's what I would do. Cut down on all these quad meets, try meets and go into all these, you know, there's just way too many matches. That's my opinion. Yeah. I kind of think too, uh, on top of that, that all these teams are just looking to schedule matches to get these kids wins. It's like, it's like a, it's like a formula to get a higher seed almost like even in the college level we're we're getting away from just let's compete best guy wins. It's more like, let's figure a way around the system. So our average guy gets to compete with the good guys at the end of the year. That's a good question. Okay. I think something definitely has to be done. Do you, I mean, you're coaching, right? You're coaching at the club. Yeah. You you know, do you get all the, all the guys is, is it consistent? Because maybe sure thing goes on a Thursday, but your guys got dual meets. Uh, maybe that don't mean a whole heck of a lot. Is that frustrating to you? Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I uh, asked the question. I think, you know, something does need to get done um, from a state level just because I, I think it's just too much wrestling, um, too many matches. And the really good guys that are out there are pinning guys. They're spending half a day at a, you know, Saturday at a quad meet. and There's way too many weight classes. That's yeah. my opinion. And again, that might not be popular. I think there's too many weight classes. And you never see a good guy versus a good guy anymore. Like you said, Ann, it's all about a seed and protecting a seed. So that all that stuff kind of stinks. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So with that, I mean, like if, if they were to implement a change um, and go back to a little bit more minimalist season, for example, less you know, matches and more quality matches. How would you think that would affect like the college recruiting? Like, and how would that affect college um, guys going into college? Like, you know, maybe burnout. How, how does that work? Yeah, I think I've gotten to the point where now I don't even know our, and listen, I'm super tight with the recruits, but I don't even know their results because they're wrestling so darn much. It's so hard to keep, I'll reach out to a kid seven o'clock at night. He won't get back to me till 10 and be like, Oh, I was at a dual meet. I have no idea when these guys are even wrestling anymore. And it's, and it's hard to follow even the big matches that are coming up, you know, because there's just so many matches. I don't think there's a whole heck of a lot. So it would, uh, to answer your question, it would not affect recruiting one bit. I think recruiting is based at a national level, right? If these guys are going to national events, that's, that's where we're going to see them anyway. Of course, the state tournament is extremely important. The regional tournament is pretty important, but for the most part, these guys are wrestling all summer. Uh, the Fargo is really important. You know, the national level events are super important where we do most of our recruiting from anyway. And uh, I, I guess one last question, and I'll, I'll kind of end it with that. Uh, and this is more for Anthony. Um, how, how do you think, you know, all this could change if you were to implement a shorter season or a shorter, um, you know, matches? matches? Like, you're a personal high school coach this year. My opinion, being a little younger and fresh out of high school, is that after a whole high school season, just like after a whole college season, you're a little burnt out and you want a, you want time off. So I think making it making it a little shorter, like you're saying, and having uh, just like say you had half the matches, maybe you're a little more hungry after the season to go to those national level tournaments. And being a New Jersey wrestler, a lot of times guys get skipped over that take fourth to eighth in the state they get skipped over because they don't go to super 32 because they don't feel like it or they don't go to Fargo because they don't feel like training after the season. Maybe some of those guys will feel like training and going to those tournaments because they feel fresher, a little more hungry about it. But uh, New Jersey wrestling season is pretty long. And if you wrestle on a good high school team, it's even longer because you're wrestling. You are wrestling those quality matches or going to those more quality tournaments. 
Nice. Also, I'm drinking your coffee, so thank you for uh, for providing <laughs> providing the energy this morning. What's the name of the company? Uh, Anna Kappa Coffee. Yeah. I do a little of uh, side business. It's good stuff. Side gig, Kenny, huh? Good deal, sells yet to buy. Yo, I had to. Uh, I didn't even know you were in that. I had to bring out the Keurig. I cleaned the Keurig, ran some hot water through it a couple times, and then I put your K-Cups in. Pump it I appreciate it. Thanks, man. You let me know. I'll take care of you, right, Kenny? Okay. I always do, man. You're, it's starting to get old. Here, I always do. Yeah, yeah. You're you're get you old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Listen, stay safe. We appreciate you coming you on, too. man. It was good. No problem, guys. Thank you. Right, you're the man. All American right there. Diabol, what a good story, right? That dude's a good story. Yeah. Every I always say this too, when you know you're recruiting the Jersey guys, they all know our program, right? And they all know our guys. I can't go there because you got so and so. Kenny Theobald never even cared about that. Yeah. Never cared about that. he was just like, I'm going to wrestle. Who wants to wrestle? Who wants to wrestle? And sure enough, he was the same way. Hands out. Too. Same way in practice every day, too. I don't know. The best guy. It didn't matter who you were. Yeah. You know, could you imagine like looking back at the careers? Think about it. He replaced Mario Mason. Now, I know Mario didn't have the career he wanted to have, but think about the, the the high school credentials, and then they're in college, and Kenny just, you know, replaced them, and that was it. Middle of the year, and Kenny was the guy. It's crazy. It is. It is, and it's crazy so, to think that he ended with a seventh place All American from where he started. It's an amazing, yeah. an amazing journey for him. Nah, no doubt. We got Mark and Kingbrook backstage. I have a feeling it's going to be my uncle. Maybe. My, is it? Maybe Uncle Mark here. Go ahead, bring him on. Is that his Creed book? Is that like the Watchung area? Yeah, that's Watchung Hill. Hey. Uncle hey, Mark. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Good. So, how you doing? So, you know what? Hey. I've been enjoying your uh, workout. Right. <laughs> but you need it. I got a good uh, recruit, or uh, you could raise some money. You know, us 50 and older guys need some workouts. Put it behind a paywall. Do some workouts and we can raise some money for the team. Yeah. I guess so. I guess I'm being Tone it down. I'm being selfish with it. I know, but us fifty and olders, you know, doing those type of uh, stretches and stuff, it just doesn't work. No. Nah. <laughs> Did you try to do it? So so one other thing, um, you know, I want you to talk a little bit about when you were little and you used to circle, you used to lose to a guy and then you used to circle the next tournament or uh, tell your mom, hey, mom, there's a tournament coming up and, you know, we got to go here and there. You know, I don't think people realize what you did when you were little and how you, you know, uh, really made things happen. And I think that's an important story about you, about how you challenge yourself all the time. And that's that's important. I appreciate you uh, calling and asking that. Um... When I was little, I guess the story is I would lose to a guy. And it's funny how these guys ended up circulating because I remember the guys. It's funny. Their names are Solomon Chisco and Zane Rutherford and guys that I ended up wrestling as college. But I would lose when I was seven, eight, nine, ten years old. And I remember it would either be like in New Jersey tournament or Pennsylvania tournament. And if it was North Jersey in the town, I would try to look that town up and find a tournament in that area and be like, Mom, Billy's wrestling here this weekend with uh, the high school team or the middle school team. I want to go try to wrestle in this tournament. Can you take me? And dad will go with Billy. So I have a chance to wrestle whoever the kid was again. And uh, and that was a lot of my childhood with wrestling. I was just so hungry to go beat the kids that I couldn't beat or 
or even go to practice with Brian Hammond at, at Elite because he was beating me at one point in my career, and I would have my dad drive me after baseball practice to Elite Wrestling Club to try to train with him and catch up with him and get better than him. And uh, I don't know what made me want to do all that, but it was just, I guess, the inner competitive drive. I think a lot of it was getting to watch my brother do well at all these tournaments at his age level and wanting to be like that when I was his age. Um, so I got to see, I got to see the rewards from him and I wanted, and I wanted it at that age. So it was, it was a cool experience for sure. Looking back at it, I'm, I'm grateful that my mom and dad were willing to do that for me and willing to put in the energy. And I know it was money as well. Um, monetary effort, whatever they had to do. I appreciate, I appreciate it. They did a lot for me. Well, and we appreciated uh, what you brought to the family. It was great watching you over the years, you know, through through all your uh, accomplishments. But, you know, the Rutgers ones were special. And last year uh, at the Nationals, what a great time. I mean, we it's it's hard to put into words what uh, the experience that we had. Couldn't couldn't tell you what your experience, but for us, it was amazing. That was just a great time. Yeah, so. it was amazing on our end, too. I know Coach Goodell thinks the same way, but. Uh, We're not done yet. We're not done yet. No, no, no. We, <laughs> not done you know yet. what? How do you book a flight to wherever it's going to be? I, keep I saying, know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it probably won't happen 15 minutes away, but we're going to have to get on a flight and go somewhere. So, yeah. that's so okay. A, that's all good. Have a great Easter. Won't see you. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to. Stay safe, but uh, have a good Easter and see you soon. Love you guys. Take care. See ya. Thanks for calling in, Mark. No, no problem. Dude, you got you got some backing, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You got some backing. There's people I like, come on here that you're related to. I haven't seen in so long. I forget you're related to them. Yeah, you know? family man, and it it goes a long way in uh, and just supporting me in general in my wrestling, but as a person. I mean, everyone's got each other's back. Um, it's I have a great family. I couldn't be more thankful for somebody the other night on a podcast, you know, mentioned, I, I guess it was Cordoba. It was like, dude, you get so emotional about your guys and you have such friendships and relationships and it's crazy how tight you get. And I just think back, I'm like, you know, I, I had it. I was so fortunate. You know, I had a mom and a dad and, and a grandfather and a grandmother to talk to and aunts and uncles and so many people around a sister who competed, my brother, his family, like not everybody has that, right? It's not everybody has that. So I think both of us are pretty fortunate. We're, we don't take it for granted. We're super, super grateful. Yeah. But at the other end, there's people that don't have what we have. So uh, that's kind of why I give to those guys a lot and love those guys up a little bit because sure. maybe we're just where we're at. While, you know, we're just so fortunate. It's funny. I think I kind of gravitate to kids like that more. Yeah. I think I gravitate no doubt you do. No doubt you do. No kids, doubt. Kids that don't have it as much, but it's almost like yeah. I, I don't, I don't even want to like see those kids succeed. I just want to give them my love a little bit. Yeah. I know, I know not what they're missing, but it's just, it's, it's a lot tougher. I could imagine. Yeah. And nobody sees what you do. And a lot of other guys behind the scenes for get guys in our program that don't have what we, we have. So it's uh, I get a lot of heat, you know, why are you keeping this guy around? Why you keep, those are some of the reasons I go back. I fall back on, you know, yeah. I know what I had growing up and I know what they don't. And, it's easy for me to say, okay, you're gone. You're off the team. So that that's an easy thing to do. But, and I know every now and then you kind of got to cut cords and, but that's, that's, that's part of the reason my grandfather for 35 years, he coached in far Rockaway, uh, coached won city championships in baseball and football. He told me I never in 35 years, did he ever get rid of a kid? So I, that's just always sat with me. And 
told me all the reasons why. And I just, I don't know, maybe I just fall back on that. Yeah. I mean, those stories always come full circle. It seems like too. you keep a kid, he ends up quitting on his own, but then all of a sudden, 10 years later, he's got a job and a family started. And it like, it was because you let him have a second chance or something. Yeah. yeah I get those. I have those conversations a lot, man. Yeah. So this was good, dude. This was a good, uh, another good hour high school wrestling team championship coming to the rack. Uh, I don't know if that's a done deal, but I think that's so. That's murmurs. Yeah. Yeah. The new uh, team championship team championships is coming to the rack. Yeah. That's pretty much done. Uh, I had nothing to do with it. So don't, don't, you know, it's an opportunity for Rutgers. So it may be Tom's river wanted to get rid of it. I'd rather it be in Tom's river, to be honest, it's two minutes from my house, <laughs> but whatever, we'll go back up to the rack on a Sunday. That's good. So, but anyway, anything, any lasting thoughts? Maybe we'll get on. If, if this is still popular, we'll probably come back and do it again. It's always good catching up with you. What'd you think of that sauna? I love that sauna, man. I I was in an argument, argument back and forth with my housemates about getting it and not getting it. Like, is it worth it right now? I, I rent a house, and where am I going to move out after this? It was, it was a tough conversation, but uh <laughs> <laughs> would have been an impulse buy, but. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a rash decision. Leon's boat, the guy where the sauna is, he has a boat too, and he calls it a rash decision <laughs> because he made a rash decision when he bought it, but he still has it. The name of the it's boat, great. rash decision? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. so, I'd, I'd say get it. You could pick that thing up and move it anywhere. That's what I said. What's new with you, man? Just working out with Zach a little bit, keeping that routine? Yeah, just keeping that same routine. It's getting harder, man. That dude's a – DeMarco's sending us lifts. We're crushing them, and he's getting stronger, and – you know, he's doing a good job with it. He's doing a good job with school too. So it's starting to work out for him. I saw he, he made a tweet. Some, did he just go on a break from Twitter or, and then he threw up? Yeah, he wasn't on Twitter. He wasn't on Twitter. Rutgers edit. Was that any, any, uh, no, they sent them that. They sent them that. So that meant nothing really. He was just putting that up. Yeah. That would, they, he went back on Twitter, I guess, and said, you know, now I'm excited for the process. I don't know. You know, these kids are, I don't know, but it was, uh, he was fired up about the edit. Yeah. Those guys do a good – I think we do a good job recruiting, man. Those guys, it's nonstop. They work. That football program works. Not for nothing. So, we got a lot bigger of a team to do it with. Yeah, like, I know. It's supporting uh, staff. That's a pretty cool edit, though, isn't it? Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get together soon, man. Let's uh, – hopefully we get some more good news here in the next couple weeks. But uh, make sure you come down, get another song in this week, and we'll go from there. But stay safe. Uh, tell the family I said hello. Tell Simmons soon. Simmons and, J- and uh, Ramos, I'll get over there pretty quickly. Yeah. I know they want to bring Dippery down, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that when we can. Dippery wants to come down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Leon opened his pool when I went to the song. I saw that. It, we got a pool here. I got to open it up now. Yeah. Uh, you were jumping in it. Are you crazy? Was that like 60 degrees? It was nice. It was like sauna cold plunge. Cold plunge. I know. Got to get awesome. Got to get that recovery in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Let me head out here. Awesome time. Yeah, man. Good man. Let's do it again. All right. See you.